Uh, first of all, let me welcome to the show uh, Jeff Tremel, uh, our recent friend, but someone who we've only met once in person, but I thought like we instantly clicked and we had a bunch of stuff in common. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, fellow black nerd like myself, uh, writer, and also head writer for one of my favorite shows, Craig of the Creek. That's so flattering. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Dude, it's all earned. Um, I have to say, like, I feel like our, our like, friendship is one of the uh, more unique ones that I had in that, like, we were introduced by a mutual friend, mm-hmm. uh, Edgar uh He's been on the show a bunch. And then after meeting and getting lunch one time, we instantly just talk all kinds of bullshit yeah, on Twitter and yeah. DMs. <laughs> like, hey, have you seen this geeky thing that's coming out? Hey, yeah, I have. Hey, do you want to uh, get online at 1 a.m. and play like an hour yeah. and a half of Dragon Ball Fighters? And you're like, oh, I'm looking for a soundbar. And I'm like, messing with you. <laughs> oh, I found one for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, that was it. I bought that Did model you that you sent me. Yeah. <laughs> all, like, I bought the headphones you sent me, like all the tech that's wrecks awesome. I've been going in on. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. I listened to your podcast. Oh, thanks, man. I hope it's not rude to say that I didn't know it existed because oh, no. there was such a gap between the most recent episode <laughs> and the last one. Dude, if you look at the gap between the shows, it'll be like, I think the longest one probably was the last. It was like three or four months or something crazy like that. But sometimes like, I got, I, I really have realized pretty early on, like 50 episodes in, I was like, Oh, I'm nobody. Like I can just take breaks. No <laughs> one's going to be like me mad. And now I'm just like, whenever I want to talk to my friends on air, like I just hit them up, which is what we're doing right now. Dope. That's really cool. I, yeah. Like I saw you post about it and you're like, yo, we dropped a new episode. It's, uh, on an Edgar. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh dope. Uh, I didn't even know Zig had a podcast. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, this is a cool first episode. <laughs> and I looked and there was such a backlog. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. There's a ton of these. Yeah. And I just was like, casually like, yo, if you ever want me to be on the pod that I would be super into. And you're like, yeah, come on. Like, I think I let you cover like that day. Yeah. Like the next day I was like, like, no way I got things to do. Hold I on. had just come home from the Annie's and I was like super tired. Yeah. And, like still in a suit. <laughs> and you were like, when I come on, I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, Oh crap. The Super Bowl is tomorrow. Like, yeah. Yeah. But like, no, I'm trying to chill here now. Yeah. yeah. You have, uh, I think one of my favorite stories, but it's I, because I think that there's definitely some limit, some similarities between, uh, you and I getting out here. You've also only been out here like what three years, um, three or four years? Or has it been longer? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yeah, same for me. It'll be four in like September. Four in October. Oh me. yeah. See, yep, yep. this is why that we fuck with each other. Um, <laughs> like you, you. Uh, so if you could just walk us through like your story, like you're from was it Detroit? Yep. Yeah. So like you signed up for one of those. Was it Nickelodeon? Yep. Nickelodeon writing program. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole deal there is like you submit a script and. If it's good enough, I don't want to say good enough. That sounds mean, but it has to be good enough. Yeah, yeah. And you win a spot out here, and they take um, maybe like four people every year. Yeah. Um, including like domestic and international. So like the year I entered, there were like two over two thousand applicants, and I submitted a script for um the league on FX that I wrote, mm-hmm. and then um. Later, Bob's Burgers, because you need to submit two. Mm-hmm. And, like, out of 2,000 people, they whittled it down to, like, 32, then 20, then 12, then me and three other people. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. Like, that's, like, the idea of, like, going from, uh, like, basically 
the middle of nowhere like I did to yeah. be like, oh shit, I'm here in the city doing the thing is a very surreal feeling. Even just like everything, because everything I do, I have to like compare it to where I was a few yeah. years ago. So like I posted a tweet not too long ago and it was like, yo, I'm going to the Annie's. This is insane. Literally four years ago, I was working at like the worst job I've ever had <laughs> at a plant. And even like sitting here with you, like where we're recording this, which I don't know if I can. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're at Earwolf, which is ridiculous to me because <laughs> when I worked at the airport during security, I would be working outside in a booth yeah. in winter in Michigan and like listening to Comedy Bang Bang and everything else. So to be sitting here is ridiculous. Just oh, that's to cool. About. So. Yeah, dude. I mean, I had the exact same feeling. Like when I moved out here, uh, like I had, I first started listening to you as this races, like in like, like my last year of film school, and like I would hear like the year wolf thing at the end. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I kind of know what this place is, whatever. But then when I moved out here, like I was working a terrible job. I hated my life, um, sleeping on a literal cot, like an hour and a half from my job, mm-hmm. and like I would listen to like you know, uh, spontaneous nations and comedy, bang, bang, and like all those shows with special guests, like driving, like that was what keep yep. me sane. And now like three and a half years later, I'm like working with all those people Same. on the yep. show. It's so <laughs> weird to be like, Oh yeah. Like this is like my life now. Like these are people that I get to like work with and make good stuff with. Yeah. And like you, I think if you're anything like me, you still look at them as like, Holy shit. That's Lauren Lapkin. <laughs> like, Cause yeah. you know, like when we have like on Craig, we'll have like, the wild horses will come in or yeah. like um we have ian roberts or even like um terry cruz yeah. and dale the funky homo sapien <laughs> so like all these people that like not even five years ago i was like freaking out over it, and still i'm internally freaking out over it whenever they walk in and i have to be like hi yes i'm um i'm an adult and we work together and yeah. this is a nice natural relationship and i'm inside i'm like oh my god do you do you have like a thing because i because I do still have that, and like I'm wondering, like, do you have like a coping me- a coping mechanism that you use, or like someone? It's like a, a front that you put on to like play it cool. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it seems that way because yeah. I'm a very like low energy person yeah. anyway. And um, usually, like when I'm meeting the like talent, it's at records. So yeah. me and the director, uh, who's one of the co-creators, Ben, like we direct. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting, like, on the other side of the glass. So I'm sure they're just like, oh, this dude's, like, you know, seeing how the lines work and everything and yeah. seeing what sounds good. And I'm just sitting there like, um, that's Terry Crews, and he's 10 feet away from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you, uh, so f- this is just coming out uh, at the same time that this really cool Kotaku article was coming out uh, talking about um, Craig of the Creek, but specifically the video game episodes of Craig of the Creek, which uh, – I, I read Kotaku, Gawker, like all those sites organically anyway. So when I saw your name in there, I was like, oh, sweet. It's awesome. <laughs> but like reading through it, like knowing that you did it and then like seeing the characters that you created for the world and like seeing, uh, what was the skating kid? Oh, uh, Kid Jammer. Kid Jammer. Like seeing that that kid and be like, oh, me and Jeff definitely put in hours and hours yes. in Streets of Rage 2 yes. when we were growing up as a kid. <laughs> I mentioned in that article that like, one of my fondest memories is playing Streets of Rage 2 with my dad. Yeah. And we beat it together. Um, not long after him and my mom got divorced. So I was, like, hanging out with him one weekend. Mm-hmm. And we were playing that game, and we beat it. And, like, it is one of the greatest memories of my life. And I'm sure, like, he probably doesn't even remember. Yeah. Or, like, it's just one of those things that no one really thinks about. Mm-hmm. But 
I'll never forget that. That's funny. I had a similar thing with Streets of Rage too. Uh, so like, I remember uh, I came home. No, one Christmas, just randomly one Christmas, like uh, we were opening up gifts and stuff, and like I opened up the thing, and it's like, oh, a Sega Genesis. It's like I never had, ex- I'd never asked for one. <laughs> I'd never thought about games. Like we just had like an old Nintendo. That's it. And like we popped in Sega, and like I just remember like running the first place and like was a green zone, the Green Hill Zone, yep. and sit the first level of Sega with my dad over and over and over again, and then like like. There's no time frame because I was a kid, but then getting Streets of Rage. And I remember getting stuck at that fucking uh the the like uh carnival level where like you like I vaguely remember it's this. like level three or four where like it turns into like a weird sort of horror thing when you're fighting like monsters and aliens and stuff. Okay. And I could not beat it. Like I just couldn't do it. And like I remember giving the controller to my dad and watching him just murk everyone yeah. in the game. And like that was my memory of like playing games with my dad as a kid. Isn't it crazy how much easier games are to everyone that's older than you when you're a kid? Yeah, right? And now <laughs> I'm starting to have the opposite thing where, like, I have this thought at least once once a week where I'm like, oh, I'm bad at games because I'm getting older now. Like, so Jeff and I play uh, Dragon Ball uh, Fighters that's like pretty regularly yeah. every now and then uh, Jeff usually wins but like when I play online and like you, sometimes you can just like tell someone's age by like health like sometimes they'll message you afterwards like good game or whatever yeah. and like you can be I'll be reading it and like I I didn't even touch the controller the entire thing I was just <laughs> being juggled for like 90 <laughs> seconds and like you can just tell by the way that they write and the name and the name that they had that they're like probably a 15 year old kid mm-hmm. and like I just got my ass beat by this 15 year old kid and so you know i'm gonna go take a break i'm gonna play some uh fortnite mm-hmm. everyone on there is like <laughs> 12 worse. it's worse yes everyone's 12 everyone is like sniping you from across the fucking map and i'm just like oh i'm getting to the point where like i just cannot keep up with people that are younger than me playing yeah. games i had the same thing in um i'm sure in dragon ball it happens i'll be flying high because i win a bunch and then <laughs> someone will just destroy me <laughs> and then i'll just like rage quit yeah <laughs> but like um i was playing overwatch with my fiance, uh, who's your main? Uh, I use Reinhardt a lot. Oh, I can see that. That seems on yeah, brand for you. Yeah, Big I use Reinhardt, uh, Junkrat, mm-hmm. and I started using Diva more because I'm me and Charlotte are friends now. Yeah, yeah. This is Diva's Oh, happy. nice. <laughs> um, but um, we were playing once, and there was like this very young kid with like the you know like how kids have such naturally high voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They try to like deepen them. Hey, what's them. up? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This kid had to be like. At at most ten years old. Yeah, yeah. And he's like giving my fiance tips because she keeps dying. <laughs> yeah. And she's good, but like we're just fighting a really good team. Yeah. And he's like, she's uh, playing a sombra, and he's like, "Don't worry, you'll get there someday, sombra." <laughs> Which was like so profound, but also like such a fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like she was so she does calligraphy. She yeah. wrote that out. Like real, like oh, fancy that's funny. Put up on the oh, dude, you got to send me a picture of that. That's I won't so, that's so <laughs> fucking great. funny. What are you, what are you playing these days? Because I, I, I asked that because I feel like you and I, and not just us, but people in general, but just you and I are in this really unique place where like all the nerd shit that we invested in as a kid, like comic books and video games yeah. and cartoons and all that shit, are finally starting to like pay out yes. because we're making our livings like off of the shit that we watched as a kid and all the stuff that we ingested as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you fucking with games wise these days? Um, so like you mentioned, we play a bunch of Dragon Ball fighters, mm. um, Spider-Man, 
Oh my was god! One of the best games of the year. I so think. good. Did you get the DLC? Oh yeah. Oh my god! You know when you beat? Did you beat the DLC? I'm ju- I'm like halfway through the first one with the black cat. Because the last skin you unlock mm. is Peter's Spider Verse skin. I heard that. And I heard that. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um. It's it's on. The, I just got the. Uh, they just released some new free skins. I think it was like bombastic oh, Bagman. Yeah, yeah, I got Bagman. those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing that irritated me about it was the Spider the Spider Verse skin is so good, and just like the movie is phenomenal. Yeah, and it's the last thing you get. So it's like, well, what? Okay, cool. I look great, but yeah. I'm doing nothing now. I'm done with the game. <laughs> and I'm yeah. not gonna like replay it on hard because I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Besides Spider Man, I just finished up um. Red Dead 2, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Um, I've been messing with Persona 5 again. I'm thinking about New Game Plusing that. Oh, shit. I put 90 hours into the first That's, one. Dude, I uh, I used to, I did that with Final Fantasy 7. Like, there's, if you get, I think you can get like 99999 at Final Fantasy 7 before they just stop mm. turning over. But I did that for like three or four different save files on Final Fantasy 7 when it first came out. Are you going to get the, the remaster? Oh, I, that's why I bought a PS4. Yeah. Like that and Spider-Man was why I bought a PS4. I don't know when the fuck it's going to come out, but yeah. I'm You'll be, be waiting for it. Yeah, I'll be like. They'll release them on PS5. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, I've, I started Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm. And I played the first two, but I only played one and two. And there's like six other games that I didn't play. So yeah. I, don't, I never know what's happening. And the cutscenes are really, really long. <laughs> and I lose interest. They have full song, full ass Disney songs. Yeah. In them, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll play. And I like turned it on last night and I took three steps and I walked into a cutscene. And then it was like a 10 minute cutscene. And what? then I was, by the time I could play, I was like, well, I'm. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. It's like so, uh, Metal Gear. Yeah. <laughs> you just and um, I've been looking at uh, Resident Evil 2. Oh. I really want to play that. Yeah. But I, uh, I don't want to buy it. Did you do the demo? I didn't do that. I should do the demo. I did the demo. So for those who don't know, uh, I don't know why you wouldn't know if you listen to this show. But uh, so Resident Evil 2, uh, there's a remake, remaster. Mm-hmm. And they had a time demo that came out a couple of weeks ago. But you can only play it for 30 minutes. Yeah. And then it's done. It's just over. You can't do anything. And I spent the first, literally, the first eight minutes just figuring out how to get out of the fucking room. Because, <laughs> like, there's no, cause there's no clues. Like, back in the day, like, you could tell when, like, ever since everything was pre-rendered, you could be like, oh, that's the door yeah. you need to go through because it's colored differently. Yeah. It's and just that, like on cartoons. When yeah, you're, like, yeah. in the 90s, and you're like, oh, well, that, that locker's highlighted. So that's yeah. the only one that's on. That, <laughs> that mountain's about to get fucked yeah. up right now. <laughs> the demo was, like, the demo was, first of all, just fantastic, but also like scary, scary. Yeah. Like I do not do well with like horror games. Same. Uh, but like, I, so like I spent maybe 15 minutes just walking through uh, the raccoon city, the police department. And like, I was in my feels like, I don't know if I could dedicate $60 <laughs> to this, like to just be frightened. That's exactly how I feel. I was like, I will buy this game and then I will get scared so bad that I will never touch it. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for someone I know to beat it yeah. and let me borrow it. So then if I like play for 30 minutes and then never touch it again, I won't feel like I invested so much money. Into- <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's uh, funny. Speaking of investing stuff, money into things, I uh, I had that first thought with uh, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I like when you first get out of like the startup area, you're like, oh, this thing is massive. Yeah. I'm never going to be able to like return the money or get 
get time, have enough time to invest in this game. And like the first time there was like the blood moon or whatever, mm-hmm. I was panicking. I was like, why is this game suddenly <laughs> scary? Like, what is going on? Um, did he give you, did you ever play Majora's Mask? No, I did, uh, Ocarina of, Ta- Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. I didn't have like that little pack cartridge thing that you had to buy to play Majora's Mask. Mm. And then by the time that they had a remaster, like I didn't have a Wii or anything. Yeah. I never played it either, actually. And one of the th- reasons I didn't is because the, like, the moon is red and like is coming to earth. Yeah. And you're like on a time crunch. And that's just stressful. I don't like, <laughs> I'm going to be running around everywhere. Yeah. Like, oh, I got fucking three days until the end of the game. <laughs> it's like, I already pay rent for some yeah. money. I don't need to worry about a moon. Get out of here. I don't need that stress in my so, life. So, um, I thought that was going to happen when they did the blood moon. Yeah. Yeah. Breath of the wild. But luckily it wasn't that. Um, I love that game. It's so great. But I waited. So I got it like early. Like mm. I bought it when the switch came out. Yeah. And, um, so much time passed between me beating it and the DLC coming out that when I started playing it, I didn't remember how to play. Oh, yeah. I'm really bad. So I might just restart it and play through everything. But we need to talk about the fact that you recently posted a picture of your mount in that game, and it's a bear. <laughs> it's a massive bear, which I don't know if this is a thing they released later, like well after I played it, but I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, so like this is a thing. This is one of the reasons I really enjoy games like Breath of the Wild or Red Dead Redemption or whatever is that you can like truly customize the gaming experience to fit yourself. Yeah. Like I love games like mass effect, whatever you can like create characters like, Oh, this yes. character is a black person. It looks like me. It has my family, blah, 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 blah. So like, I like, I was like halfway through, um, breath of the wild. And I was like, I saw that you could, I discovered that you could like mount like deer. Mm-hmm. So like, Oh, I wonder if you can mount, like what else you could mount. And like, I saw a bear and like, <laughs> I was like, I was like gliding down. I just happened to see a bear. I was like, yeah, let's see what we can do. And like, I mounted it. I was like, Oh, this is 100% on brand for what I would do. <laughs> I would have a giant bear mount. I would have a giant spear and I would just run around the countryside, like liberating towns. This. Okay. One, please write that. <laughs> I will write that. that Two, would be thing, yeah. Like that is the most Dungeons and Dragons shit I've ever heard. <laughs> so, um, if you're not in the game, you need to get in the game ASAP. Yeah, are you still are you still doing a campaign? I am. I played for the first time like three months ago. Super fun. I was a bunch of like UCB cats, um, but I just didn't have time to like go every week. But I would love to like get into it. Like it definitely. Uh, is a good place to like funnel all the time that I've wasted at improv, you know, with some fun people. <laughs> it's uh, I'm actually in two games right now because I'm super nerdy. What are you? What's your characters? <clears throat> um, so I play in one game that's been going on for over a year mm-hmm. that I think we're gonna wrap up soon. Um, our, <laughs> our campaign and our team, uh, our group is called the Nasty Boys. <laughs> uh, there's long story. I think there was a dinosaur who's named Nasty Boy, and we made it our mascot. But Love it. it's even weirder because initially there were like six of us, three guys and three girls. Yeah. And two of the guys left. So now it's just me and three girls, and we're <laughs> called the Nasty Boys. But um, I play like a dragonborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very cool. He wears a duster. Nice. Uh, his name's Obsidian Jetstone. Um, he's basically, if you mix like, Black Dynamite, the Red Hood, Sweet. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been playing that character, and like so much 
I love that character so much. I've like s- secretly snuck him into Craig of the Creek. Oh, I was about to ask <laughs> if it's if he's been an influence in Craig of the Creek. He's uh, he's like a in Kelsey's keep out room. There's a statue of him. <laughs> uh, if you go to Kelsey's house, there's various books of all of our characters. That's so. In funny. one episode that's coming up, Kelsey's reading a book called like. Uh, the intergalactic voyage of space dragon obsidian <laughs> and he's mentioned by name uh, in, in so hindsight funny. it's dumb because if I ever want to use them I have to like go to Cartoon Network and be like can I use this thing I made yeah <laughs> um, but I I do that um, there's a picture of him on the pop socket on the back of my phone oh that's so clearly, great yeah I'm a nerd um, the other one we're playing like it's like a weird haunted house uh, D&D game mm-hmm. No one wants to hear any of this, Zig. So thanks for patronizing me. Hey, man, they're okay. <laughs> People come here, they know what they're getting okay. into. Um, this one, we like are playing characters in the real world who like kind of went into a portal and are in this D and D world. Yeah. So we're all like college students, and I'm playing um, all American football bro, <laughs> uh, Jason Jax Jones, <laughs> who sounds like a Mortal Kombat yeah, character. Yeah, he is. I stole that. <laughs> He um is a football player, of course, yeah. and is wearing his football gear when he goes into the world. Uh, so when he wakes up, he's a turtle, nice. and he's a monk. So I made a ninja turtle. Yes. So what are they called? You, uh, what? Turtles. Total. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So he's a monk turtle who just tackles people, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's what I do. Uh, that was my favorite part. Like I honestly, obviously, I've only done it once, but like. Having to like reading down like the breakdown of different classes and shit was my was my favorite part. I picked like a what was it called like a Borgor or something like that. They're like the forest giant type type of guys. Hmm. I can't remember I what they were this. called, but um, they had like some. I remember they ended in like four. I remember they had some like weird Nordic thing. And like my since I was like a forest character, uh, I named my guy um woody forestman <laughs> and i would care i would travel around from town to town helping out with like the local full agents did but like there I, I when i was like creating that character because i was with a bunch of like comedians and stuff mm. i was thinking man if i was like 12 years old and had like a bunch of other like black kids playing this how much fun we could yeah. have had like oh i don't know what your what it was like growing up where you were if you're like the only nerdy kid around if like everyone around you was like sort of into the same sort of like dorky shit that you're into there was maybe a few people. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I, like, I don't think, I, like, when I was a kid, I wasn't super into, like, comics. I got into comics when I was, like, late teens. Yeah. Um, But I was into wrestling a lot. Mm. I love pro wrestling. You, were you a wrestler? I did wrestle. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. <laughs> Can't bury the lead on that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll come back to that, I yeah. guess. Um, but, like, that was kind of what I was into, mm-hmm. like, heavily as a kid. So wrestling was at the point in the late 90s where it was really cool. So for a bit... Everyone was like, "Yeah, wrestling," and then like in the early like early to mid two thousands, everyone stopped watching it, and I was like the weird dude yeah. who watched wrestling and also was a wrestler. Yeah, uh, Jeff, take off your NWO. <laughs> so um, that was like my kind of like thing. I had a few friends who were into it, but like I also didn't know about D and D then. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I knew a bit about it because like. On Dexter's Lab, there's an episode where they yeah. play D and D. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That was yeah. always like my that would be really cool to play, but like I don't I don't know anything about it. So um it's cool to do it now. Someone in my group was recently like, D and D is the most like millennial thing ever. Mm. Cause it's you setting time out of your life to go be with other people 
to play pretend <laughs> where you have a different life. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. If someone's paying us, we'd be actors. Yeah, like, right. For now, which is fine. I'm, I'm literally writing a show about, like, that's what you're doing. Like, you're creating a world. Yeah. Or, like, you're writing the background for your character and you're just acting. Like, how would your, your fireborn so-and-so act well yeah. this is what he would do this is what he would do this is his motivation and if it works great i'll put it into a script <laughs> <laughs> so currently like i this is what 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 season is this for craig uh we're still in season one that's cr- it's season one yeah i don't know why it seems like that show's been out for so long we came out march 30th uh we're still in season one we recently aired episode 36 um, we're actually coming up on the end of season one. That's crazy. Oh, wait. Because it's 11 minutes, yeah. right? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first season is 40 11 minute episodes. Mm. But I think we're going to keep rolling along because we've been working on season two for a while. Oh, that's how you. Uh, so, how. What is it like, like writing for a one, not only a cartoon show, but a cartoon show that is so. Um, so married to like being like a black family like this is like the like the huxtables for like our generation yeah. or for like people under us our generations mm-hmm. like what's the part being what's it like being a part of that it's really it's not something i take light yeah which is like weird to say because i'm doing like cartoons and cartoons are like very you know fun and, yeah but no but, you're like part of the zeitgeist yeah it's like it's really important and it's one of those things that like when i was a kid i know this is a show i would have loved yeah so i want to try to make I want to try to help infuse elements that, like, you know, we'll never feel like, oh, well, Craig could be um, any kid. I wanted to make, I want to make sure that he feels like a black kid. Yeah. But also, I, I don't, and I shouldn't want to exclude other people from yeah. enjoying what the show is and the show. But I just want to, like, me and the other writers and artists all want to make sure that the show feels real because it is real and mm-hmm. it's based on so much of our experiences. And um, we do things like. Um, last February, we put together a um, like a writing retreat where all the black writers and animators oh, and stuff on our show all dope. went together and like hung out and wrote this thing that like the company paid for, mm-hmm. which was super cool. And we're doing another one this year. And it's one of those things where like every time we can all come together and be like, well, I grew up here, you grew up here, but what are these shared experiences we had? Mm-hmm. And what are these different experiences we had that we all relate to? that we can infuse into the show and make Craig and his family feel more real. That's just like really important to everyone there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's always at the forefront of our minds. So like um, Craig's parents, we really want them to feel like parents who, you know, like your parents or like my parents. And a lot of that came from like myself and one of our artists, Tiffany Ford, um, heavily infused our own dads into Craig's dad. Yeah, yeah. So Craig, de- Craig's dad does seem like the quintessential like black dad. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing he's missing is like a mustache and like a like a '97 Mercedes Benz in the garage. I mean, maybe we'll see a picture from a couple years ago. Maybe. <laughs> um, but like you know, and that's that's cool too because we also want to like to expand Craig's family. Mm. So like when we see his grandparents and they can kind of like drop stuff like. Oh, well, you know, like, this is pictures of the grandparents fighting, um, you know, like, for civil rights. Mm -hmm. And this is, like, the grandmother who is now a councilwoman, but still is, like, you know, looking to better things for the community. Mm -hmm. So, we wanted to do that. Um, Upcoming in the season, we're going to 
expand Craig's family even more. Yeah. We'll be able to see some, like, outside of, like, outside of the main family and, like, the grandparents will see a few other people. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited and I'm hoping everyone else is looking forward to it. I don't know how much of this I should be talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't said anything outright. No, I don't think you've broken any (laughs) NDAs. But, like, no, uh, speaking to that, people, like, you said that people are hopefully be excited about it. The reason that I thought that Craig on the Creek has been on so much longer is that like it's one of those things that you constantly see reblogged on like Tumblr. Like I always see a GIF of Craig of the Creek. Probably out of like maybe one out of fifty posts is going to be either Craig, his dad, or like them just chilling at the creek doing something. And you're like, oh yeah, of course. Like you, you know, I think there's a lot of people on Tumblr that are like there's a like a disproportionate amount of like Tumblr that is dedicated to like animation, which is mm-hmm. super cool. But you forget that like. Outside of that, like, there's people that just genuinely like the show. So, like, there's this really cool balance between, like, people that will, like, be in the industry or that want to be in the industry. Like, you know, animation and stuff. There's, like, black Tumblr that's like, oh, look at this great thing. And then, like, there's just, like, the civilians, which are like, oh, another animated show. Right. So, it is cool that, like, Craig of the Creek is, like, able to hit all three of those different things and give something to each one. Um, Give separate things to each one of those groups. Yeah, I think we were lucky and fortunate enough to come out in a great time too mm-hmm. for African American media. Yeah, because yeah. like we came out a month or two after Black Panther came out. Yeah, which was just so empowering. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially like we like I said we had that retreat in February and like that was like post Black Panther. So yeah. there's a picture of us. All Everybody just like Wakanda forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also like. Um, you know, Spider-Verse came out and mm. Miles Morales is such a huge boy, like hugely influential character that's impacting uh just everyone. Such a <laughs> so, good film. Yeah. So good. Loved like, it. It's it's I don't know why I shouldn't say that it's wild, but it is wild how I'm not from New York, I'm not from Brooklyn, but but it's like wild how like quintessential and real it feels like such a black Brooklyn kid, yes. like like uh bilingual like Lat- Latinx kid, his uncle blasting Biggie, like he's like tagging <laughs> yes. shit with like the boombox, like, oh, this seems he's got Jordans on the entire time. Yep. Like it's so fu- like you can't be like you can't be like, oh, he's not a he's a black he's not a black kid. Like yeah. it's so undeniably it, black. It feels so real. You yeah. Know? And like it's just yeah, I I I'm at a loss for words when I think <laughs> about it. Cause like not just that, but like it's everything about that movie is great. Yeah. Like it's Oof. written fantastically Mm -hmm. the animation is uh, like undeniably one of the coolest things i've ever seen yeah the soundtrack is so much going on all cylinders yeah and not just the soundtrack but also like the score yeah like prowlers prowlers music is so good it's 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 the i saw the movie like four times in (laughs) theaters and you know i'm buying that dvd day oh yeah blu-ray day one um but yeah like for us to come out around all of that stuff Mm -hmm. has been super cool and like it's when people say like, oh yeah, Craig's one of the like coolest character or like even when we see stuff on Instagram and it's like kids, like black kids, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm going to go out and play because I was watching Craig of the Creek. Yeah. Or like there's, there's uh, one kid in his dad like going out to look for a creek to play in. Yeah. Like that stuff's super cool. Yeah. Because, you know, it, I didn't have that. I was never like, I want to go, you know, like I had static shock, which was dope. And I wanted to be a superhero. Yeah. But I wasn't about to go like, go out in the streets of Detroit and jumping on a <laughs> stop a fight like nah <laughs> bop 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 nah with but, a trash can yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but that's one of the things that like I I love about that because that was my experience because I am from like 
a more rural part. Like I'm from the south, but I'm from the country. And like me and my cousins would like go out into the woods and like sometimes we would see creeks or sometimes we would like let out our neighbor's horses and do like shit outside. So that like sounds insane. Oh yeah, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell. So let me tell you this story. Uh, so we grew up in like I'm people can't see, but I'm giving Jeff like a representation. It's like so it was like it's this, so accurate though. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> it's really wild how good this is. So like we're in sort of like a U shaped thing where like here's the main road and here's like the U like so it was like. My house, my cousin's house, and, like, our grandpa's house. And we were surrounded by, like, forest because we were, like, in North Carolina in the woods. Mm-hmm. And so separating us from the forest was, like, sort of like a smallish, like, I don't even want to say farm. Like, people just had livestock and stuff. Like, people would have, like, people would have horses. And sometimes they'll have, like, one or two cows and, like, chickens and stuff. But our neighbor had, like, horses. And, like, one time me and my cousin were in the woods just, like, in the summer getting out of the house and like we came across um like the fencing which it wasn't really fencing it was like we have like some pretty thick trees and there were like maybe four or five like uh barbed wire things that like just kept the horses from not coming in uh-huh. not getting out or whatever and we were like we should free these horses like they they need to be free they don't have enough like space down there and so like we untied the things and like we let them go and like maybe 30 or 40 minutes later we just hear like <laughs> like that was my horse impression it was very bad perfect yeah think but like we just see like the horses like getting out and like just they're not doing anything crazy but like they're out of the fence and like they're just like wandering around eating foliage <laughs> and like we don't I, don't I don't know what happened because we never went back but we were like oh we should probably leave now because we just left this man's horses <laughs> off of his property but that that is something that I was really drawn to about Craig is like the idea of like going on the adventure like it's the perfect the creek is like the perfect um, like kickoff thing, like you know, like Seinfeld had the diner, or like mm-hmm. like uh, the Simpsons have the couch, or like oh, like Sister Seven G, like the th- like where everything kickstarts the story, like the idea of having the story, like the kickoff thing, be at the creek, or like this is where we're gonna come together and like plan the thing. Like yeah. I love that so much. Thank you. Um, I got a. It's insane that you guys didn't get in trouble for releasing those horses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just waiting for you to be like, and then we got whooped. Yeah, and then we were whooped. <laughs> no, no one ever found out. Yeah, maybe, nothing, yeah. maybe they think the horses just got out. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was. I mean, it was just literally like wire, like steel wire. Like that's not gonna keep a horse yeah. out. It was this guy guy's guy guy's fault to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, he should take better care of his horses. Yeah. Um, as you were saying that, it made me think because we have an episode of Craig that's very similar. To oh, that, really? Can you say where, it? Yeah, 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 it's okay. out. Um, it's called Wildernessa, and um, we have this main character Wildernessa who is heavily inspired by Princess Mononoke. Ooh, so she rides yeah. a giant dog. Yeah, and like wears the mask of like an old teddy bear. Over yeah, her yeah, face. yeah, yeah. But um, she believes that like all the animals in the creek should be able to kind of do what they want and be free because mm-hmm. we're impeding on their space. Yeah. So she convinces Kelsey, uh, Craig's friend to like, you know, maybe she needs to be more altruistic, altruistic towards animals. Mm-hmm. So she releases all the dogs in the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> and they just run wild <laughs> and cause chaos. And they're like trying to eat chocolate. Oh, and so one funny. almost runs into the street. It's yeah. the whole thing. Um, but yeah, the second you were like, we released the horses. I was like, oh, this ain't, <laughs> this ain't, ain't gonna end well. well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. Oh man. Uh, do, what's the writing process like there? Cause you guys are story, storyboard driven, right? <clears throat> yes. Like is your room constantly on or do you have like, do you have time off from the room? Um, it's, so our room consists presently of, um, 
Ben and Matt, the two creators, mm-hmm. and myself as head writer. And we've kind of been like freelancing a role. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes we'll have someone in, sometimes we won't. Yeah. It'll just be the three of us. So uh, the room is hard to keep running because Ben and Matt are the creators and they have to do a billion other things. Yeah. And there's two of them and it still feels like there's not enough people sometimes because mm-hmm. they just have to go look at uh, art stuff and go edit and mm. do sound mixing and just everything. So our room um, will have moments. Usually we try to meet like three times a week. Yeah. And in the off time that we're not there, I'm elsewhere producing stuff or checking in with the storyboard artist. Yeah. But basically our, um, the way things go is we'll break a story together, come up with like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if uh, Craig, you know, play video games with his dad. Yeah. So we'll come up with that idea and kind of figure it out and break it. And I'll write up a premise. It'll go to the guys for notes. Once we all are like cool with it, it'll go up the pipeline to the network. They'll send it back with their notes. Then we'll move on to outline kind of same deal. Send it up, comes back. Once they approve the outline, we'll hand that out to our storyboard artists. We have five teams of Mm -hmm. artists, uh, each two person teams. So when we hand it out, we'll kind of go through the story with them, make sure it's working for them, tell them everything we need to hit. A week later, they come back and pitch us the like very rough drawings of what the story is. Mm. And they'll pitch it to us and the other boarders. We'll give notes on like the story and make sure like, oh, these jokes are great, but maybe we should punch them up. Or yeah. uh, we're running long, so we might need to trim things. Mm-hmm. So that'll be... Uh, the first week. They'll go off and make those changes, come back the second week, and pitch again. This time it'll be our entire crew. Mm. So everyone gets to see it. We can see, like, oh, that joke really killed. We should keep it. Or that joke didn't do as well, so mm-hmm. maybe we need to punch it up, etc. They go off and take those notes, and then they'll clean it up and make changes for three weeks. Oh, Once sure. those three weeks are done, that's the end of the borders touching that board. Yeah. From there, it'll go on to, like... Um, We'll get it back, and we'll get, like, the script draft. Mm. So um, someone have written up all of the dialogue. Me and the guys will go through it. Be like, oh, well, maybe we should change this. Maybe we should punch this up, get some alts just in case. Mm-hmm. S&P won't let us do this joke. <laughs> um, yeah. Then once that's done, we'll record it. Uh, once we get all the dialogue, it goes into editing. They'll edit an animatic together, um, which, for those who don't know, is basically taking all the art putting it together with the words and kind of having like a very basic version of it in black Mm. and white. Um, Then we'll edit the animatic down to time, which is usually about like 10 minutes and 50 seconds. Mm. Send that to the network. They'll give us notes on it. um, And it's kind of always going and Mm. we'll get revisions from their visionists who kind of like will fix things or add things that the storyboard artist didn't have time to add. Mm. Um, from there, it'll go like it gets broken down by like everything that's a character that's a new character, or if like oh, shit. Craig needs to wear like a hazmat suit for this episode, yeah. or if there's a model of Craig wearing a tie, like you have to have different character models for every single one of those things. Yeah. And the props, every single prop that's used needs to get broken down. So like if Craig throws a cup, or like if there's a thing in the background that's going to be touched, yeah. like we talked about. Like, oh, well, that thing's highlighted. So they touched. Um, we need to have props for everything like that. Backgrounds for every new place we've been to. Mm. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. And that's per episode. And we're always rotating multiple things. So 
But to ask, do you do like what's this? Is it, are you going getting out of like so like this week we may be working on two or three different episodes or like this week is dedicated to like Monday through Friday is going to be this episode two or three or whatever, right? Okay. Um, for so it depends. Like if you're doing props, usually it'll be like, oh, you have a week to dedicate to okay. this episode's props. But um, for me, I'm always working on different things. Same mm. with the guys. Like for example, we might be. Uh, I'm writing the premise for 217 while I'm adjusting the outline for 215 mm. while we're seeing a pitch for 213 and then just pitch two for 205 and then also like doing the script and the record for this episode and like so there's yeah. always stuff good because the uh, you, you bringing it up is something that I want to touch on uh, I didn't mean to interrupt but like no, just fine. the idea of like because I'm in sort of a similar situation, not with animation, but like Monday through Wednesday are usually what I call like my days where I'm like, I, so uh, I produce at Earwolf um, and I do three main shows, Getting Cures with Jonathan Van Ness, mm-hmm. Freedom um, with PFT, Scott Ackerman, Lauren Lapkus, and uh, my darling baby, Yo, Is This Racist with uh, the Queens, Andrew Tawney, um and Andrew T. But like, so Monday is like, so all, of those three shows, two of them go out um, by Tuesdays at 9 p.m. So, like, I have to have them done by 5 p.m. So, like, Monday and Tuesday, I get it. Usually I get in on Monday and, like, all right, let me make sure everything is prepped for getting curious. Let me go and cut all the ums and ahs, make sure, like, Jonathan's making sense. Um, mm-hmm. He's really good at carrying an interview, and he's really good at um, playing – like that he doesn't know something so like he can draw out information so the, the audience who probably doesn't know what they're talking about can like oh relate with them right. so like making that sure that's super clean making sure that I have ads from them because he's out of town right now doing his thing like he lives in New York City so like I'm going back and forth mm. and like you know you're like while you're doing that like you're answering whatever million emails you're getting about really small details like hey uh uh, Andrew and Tony are doing a tour in Portland. Can do you have theme music or do you have a writer? Blah 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 blah. And then like your coworkers are asking you about something randomly, like whatever's happening, and you're like, oh, it's three o'clock on Monday, and I'm juggling fifteen thousand yeah. things. <laughs> like I think that I mean this is just me guessing, but I feel like we have a pretty similar vibe in that we're both like you mentioned, sort of like lower energy, like low key. I think yeah. we can deal with stress and like I think a very. Um, approachable way that maybe other people can't do it. Yeah. But like, what do you do in the situations where you are like our jobs are juggling 15,000 chainsaws at the same time, like <laughs> while riding a tricycle, you know? Um, I think I'm very lucky in that our show is very like everyone gets it. Yeah. Everyone realizes the next person's job is hard and they have a bunch to focus on. Mm-hmm. So we all try to help each other out. Yeah. Um, I think, if there is an issue and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this or I'm not going to have time to do this, that I can go to Ben and Matt, who are the creators of the show, mm-hmm. and they're always willing to help. There's mm-hmm. been things where like, oh, we got to have this outline done and we're not going to finish it in time because it's 5 p.m. on Friday and mm-hmm. like it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And the guys were like, well, okay, we're doing 80 other things, but we don't want you to have to work on the weekend. So we'll write this outline over the weekend and they'll do that. So it's a lot of work and it's a lot of like juggling things, but it never feels like it's too many things. Yeah. I know if it is, yeah. All it takes is a conversation. Yeah. And, um, 
that's great, but at the same time, I'm never like abusing it. Where I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, I got a, I got a movie to get to. Yeah, so well, you wanna, uh, this new game's dropping at yeah, four p.m. I gave I, it the GameStop. I gotta play Kingdom Hearts. You, <laughs> you know, figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, conversely, I feel like I. This is a dumb thing to mention. I did. They did let me leave on a Friday at twelve. And then come back at three because I had tickets to go see Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. I was it's, like, it's coming out. This is the only way I can go. Like, I got to see it. I, I did something similar. It. I was doing uh, a, a show at UCB that was uh, this guy, this comedian named Joey Cliff put together this thing where uh, he was going to have all, every single character that's appeared in uh, in Infinity Wars on stage at the same time doing an improv scene. So it was like 50 people on stage and I was going to be Thanos. I was like, Oh, that's where that picture. Yeah. From. That's where that picture is from. It was like, everyone was on stage. It's like, I cannot have this shit spoiled for me. I need to go see this movie. So like I left work at like four, went and saw the movie and then went and did the show. But like that, those are like the fun little perks of the job where like you can like take, take breaks to go see some shit. Yeah. Everyone gets it. And we all work with like, we work with so many of like, nerds who are like you know like me and uh matt who's basically one of my bosses yeah will be like yo so uh this wrestling company from japan's coming let's go and we're just like, <laughs> we've gone to like wrestling shows together yeah. which is really cool that like it doesn't feel like oh there's this like gap between us because i work for these guys everyone just feels like mm-hmm. friends who all just hang out and the best part of like work is just going and hanging out with everybody. Yeah, so that's what I enjoy uh, the most here. Is like once Wednesday hits, it's like smooth sailing where I can like, all right, cool. I can like let my hair down and like just relax and like start planning for the next week. Uh, this is something that I don't know if you do it, but f- uh, since like I work so hard, I do enjoy like like my leisure time, mm-hmm. and like I have definitely invested in so much shit this year as far as like buying tons of video games like buying video game systems like going to see movies just like <laughs> and like really reaping the rewards of like all the hard work you put into like doing the creative thing that you're doing yes i am bad with <laughs> spending money on things bro because <laughs> like you know i i work very hard and i like to enjoy stuff and yeah. i'm very like you know, I'm only going to have this opportunity once. So yeah. I'm going to do certain things. Like my parents struggled so that I could be doing this. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And you know, my kids will struggle because I've done this. Yeah. And not, not. yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I bought this Vegeta statue. Yeah. Cause exactly. I'm like, well, I mean, sure. There's, I was looking at a Majin Buu statue. It's Majin Buu, uh, or not. It's like the, whatever the super adult. Buu? Yeah. Super Buu. Yeah. It's super Buu, Goku and Vegeta in one statue. Yeah. And they look dope. And Buu's like, looming over them mm-hmm. and it's like 600 bucks yeah and i was like you don't need this you will look at it like twice a week and never again yeah but you know i ain't closed the link yet it's <laughs> <laughs> funny i i literally have a gold chain on right now that i bought like i was like i look i uh i did a directing gig and i got paid pretty decent money for the amount of work that I put into it. I was like, mm-hmm. I got some extra money. Let me text my boy Carl Tart. I know that he's getting the chains. He's like, yo, what's the, what's the plug on change? And he sent me the site. I was like, you know what? I Googled a coupon code. I got it for like pretty decent size off and I bought it. And then like a couple of days later, I saw, Oh, uh, one of the, I've, one of your friends that you mentioned in a post about playing like overwatch. Mm-hmm. Like I just went to her Twitter thing. And I saw that she had like this super kick-ass like diva. Oh, statue. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? I think I need a diva statue. <laughs> so like, I was just looking at things. Like I saw one that was pretty cool. It was like 200 bucks. I was like, I 
I I can't buy this right now, but the link is literally still open on my computer. Yeah, you know, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. As we talk, I'm wearing a Infinity Gauntlet ring. Oh, dude, that's it's fire! Like a class ring, and it says Power Mind Soul Reality Space Time, and it has the gems. Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? At? Uh. I forget, but I'll, I got the link open, so I'll send it to oh, you. Oh, bet, yeah. Um, it's just us being gaudy about I know, Drake. but it's about nerdy <laughs> shit. Yeah, like, we're, we're like, we, we're we talking about fucking Dragon Ball Z, but we got, like, the eyes and yeah. shit. Yeah. This, I'm, I think I'm getting into, like, a little bit of gold ice this year. I think that's the, nothing crazy, but, like, a change. Just and like a Yeah, just a little bit. Just to flex on one just a little bit. Yeah, just so they know yeah. that you out here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say something about statue. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like, um, I had a bit of money just from doing work and doing yeah. like freelance stuff. And I was like, well, I want to like have fun. So like for Thanksgiving, um, me and my fiance went to San Diego and oh, hell yeah. hung out and, um, you know, I bought obscenely expensive Childish Gambino <laughs> VIP tickets. Yeah, everyone, me and Edgar were talking about, like, oh, this nigga's flexing. He don't flex yeah. that much, but he's flexing right now. <laughs> but here's the thing. So I'm front row in uh, section D, right? Mm-hmm. Um, The band is in front of you in section D. <laughs> the stage yeah. is in front of section B. Oh, that's funny. Which is front row, and their front row is, like, row seven. Yeah. So... The whole time I'm in front row, I have to, like, get up and turn, <laughs> like, a 90-degree angle to see Gambino. <laughs> I'm like, what? why am I here? Yeah. And he's there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, great, great ticket. <laughs> oh, that's super funny. He was on a good show, though. Yeah, it was great. Um, that, you know, I, okay. <laughs> I feel like I got a lot, a lot of emotions running through me right now. Oh, um, this place is I love Donald Glover's work. Yeah. I love his work as Gambino. I've been listening to Gambino since 2008. Mm-hmm. I saw him live in 09, so it was a treat to go see oh, him. Oh, young Gambino, too. Yeah, back in Detroit. Yeah. Um, so, like, I've been following him and Dare Comedy, and he's one of the reasons I even found out I could write, because mm. I found out he wrote on uh, 30 Rock. And yeah. I, like, I didn't even know this was a job, let alone, like, a job we could do. <laughs> right. I, I have a similar thing. It's and like, I always got it from the Simpsons because they're like the first show that would like show like, Oh, cartoons are created by writers. And the joke was always like, they're always like Harvard or like Yale yeah. guys. I was like, Oh man, I got to go to Yale to like write for the national lampoon to then like maybe write for this. And then like realizing later on that like you could, didn't have to do that. But yeah. like if childish Gambino was around when like, I was like, you know, seven or eight or whatever. I'm like, Oh, this is a thing that we can actually do. Yeah. It's really cool. So I say all this to say I'm a big fan, but he told me at that concert, not me specifically, but I feel as if he told me specifically, this was the last one. (laughs) He's like, this is the last concert. This is the last Childish Gambino concert. I'm going to need y'all, like y'all at a 10, I'm going to need y'all to 28. And I'm yeah. like, I got you, dog. Because yeah. this is the last one, so I'm going to sing you all right. I'm holding you up. And then, and then <laughs> a month later, they were like, yo, I'm playing at Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro. You, and, and then, like, it was announced he's playing some other concert. Yeah. And, like, I get, I get that what they're saying is like, oh, this is the last time he's going to tour. Yeah. But... 
He could have let me like keep hope alive for yeah, like, right. six months or something. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I'm done, but also I'm not. About to be knocking on his door. Hey, I need yeah, that check like, back, right, B. Yeah, let me. I was behind the band. I be- <laughs> me and the drummer over here looking at each other. <laughs> the band was dope, though. So <laughs> and we, uh, our opener was Vince Staples. And oh, shit. He was kind of like in the back. Like he was, he made sure that, like, you know, y'all in the front row, I'm going to get y'all show. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Uh, that's dope. I, I've only seen Cam Gambino once but i was in the i was like it was like post because of the internet phase so it was still like hawaiian it wasn't like smooth lando Carrizian phase mm-hmm. it was like hawaiian shirt and shorts <laughs> phase but yeah. me and my buddy kyle drove to montreal to see him and outcast like it was gonna be outcast last show too i heard this oh have you Edgarana episode. oh yeah, yeah yeah we drove up there and like he was great he killed it super high energy um uh only bad thing, a bunch of Canadians yelling the N-word, but cool, whatever. <laughs> a bunch of French Canadians yelling. They were singing. They were singing. Yeah, they okay, were singing. Yeah. There's a difference between singing yeah, they were, yeah, I they mean, were, both are bad. Yeah, they were singing. <laughs> but, like, he came on and he performed, um, like, you know, killer set, like, 40 minutes and he left. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this part. Did we mention, did I talk about the Skrillex playing after he left? No. Okay, so talk about, like, knowing, knowing your audience. So he, he leaves, he crushes whatever, and then Skrillex comes out. And it's, it's it's Skrillex, and he has like this like weird like um, jet thing that over the course of his set transforms into like a robot. Okay. And um, so I'm just the juxtaposition like Gambino coming out singing, dancing, high energy. Skrillex literally comes out and he just like he just hits a button on the thing, and the rest of the set is just him being like, "Let's get fucking crazy!" Like he'll just like he'll just like pod down the music and be like, "All right, guys, let's get let's see some fucking energy. You guys are beautiful tonight." And then he'll just pod the music back up. I was like, "Oh, this dude got a fat ass check to ride a robot and do nothing." It was amazing. It's like that's the that's the kind of money that's kind of the white money I need. Give me that. It's like um, the rumor that like Daft Punk doesn't do shows; they just pay two guys to put on the costumes. Yeah, right. that, oh. that's great. Yeah, if you can get that, then that's that's a gig. Do you uh, do you listen to MF Doom at all? I, I love Doom. You know he used to do that, right? Remember he I got in trouble not for that. Know that. He, oh, so I remember he got in trouble for that. So he used to see he used to send out quote unquote Doom bots, where like he was send out <laughs> dudes. So he was send out dudes to like rap for him, and like I remember because like for like a little while there, people would be like, "Hey, uh, MF Doom seemed like he put on some weight and he seemed out of breath when he was rapping." <laughs> and he was like, "No, that's that's, a, that's not me. That was a Doom bot that I send out to do performances for me sometimes." That's incredible. <laughs> Just the fact that he's doing some actual Dr. Doom shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, these are Doom. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love that he worked into the mythology of, like, yeah, those are my Doom bots that I just send out to do shit. incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, oh. if we're, Okay, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just want to tell this story. So, um, back when I used to wrestle. I, yeah, um, forget, that's when I need to come back to. I can't believe I overlooked that. Yeah. Uh, I, for those who are listening, I used to be a professional wrestler. I wrestled on the independent circuit in Michigan for a bit. Did you have a gimmick? Uh, I had a work name that I never tell anyone because people only call me that name. But I'll say it now. It was uh, Kevin Cavalier. That's a good K's, name. Alliteration. <laughs> um, so I used to wrestle and there was this guy who had a gimmick that I loved. And I forget his I think his name was like JT. The third, I don't remember what his name was, mm-hmm. but his gimmick was that he would be accompanied by like 
a dude who wore a mask. And this guy's gimmick, the main guy, his gimmick was that he was the perfect human. Oh, he I love been, those. Ma- yeah, well, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> so he had been made in a lab. Yeah. He was the perfect <laughs> human. And the guys who followed him in the mask were the failed clones. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, he does this gimmick for like a couple years, like two years, right? Yeah. And he always has like a bodyguard guy. And it's never the same guy because mm. why would it be? It's just like another person in a mask because mm. they're all failed clones. So I think even once there was a woman. So... <laughs> Um, one time he's going for the title and he, his goon gets up on the apron yeah. and one of the guys takes a swing at him and tries to pull off his mask and he pulls off his mask and it's him because he has a twin brother. Oh shit. Yes. Whoa. That's a great <laughs> yes. gimmick. That's and no that, one knew that popped. That had to pop. Right? It was insane. Yeah. So. The, it was actually a failed clone of him. Yeah. And yeah, like that's that's the best long-term booking I've ever seen. <laughs> that's like, fantastic. That's such a good. Oh I can't believe God. that. I can't believe it actually hit me. I can't believe I was like, oh, that's a great <laughs> bit. That's so good. It was really good. How? What was your record like? How, how were you doing out there? Uh, not great because I was new. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I was new. I was young. I was uh, large and intimidating because I was like 17 and mm. still like six foot two <laughs> and uh, l- very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's not the kind of guy, like, that's that can either be the kind of guy that you start off building or you start off losing to other people to make them look better. Uh, yeah. And it was the latter. Oh. Uh, but it was fine. It was fun. It was informative. And now I write for TV. So it's not like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still doing road gigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking chair shots. Although, do, when I do go to shows, I'm like, man, I, I could I could get back. I'm Part like, of me is like, you take off your Thanos ring. Like, <laughs> time to get back in the ring, boys. I crack my knuckles. Yeah. And I immediately get escorted by security. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, wow. Shit. You've already gone for an hour. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Um, it does not feel like it. Yeah, dude. I'm glad that you came on, uh, the show. Uh, before we close out, uh, where, where can people find you? Where, where what are you at these days? Where are you doing? Um, uh, you can find my work at, uh, Cartoon Network on Mondays at five. Uh, we are dropping new episodes of Craig of the Creek. You can also watch them on the Cartoon Network app. Um, myself, I can be found on Twitter at Mr. Jeff Trammell, uh, J E F F T R A M M E L L. Uh, the Mr. is M R. I didn't spell the Mr. <laughs> but you guys, I trust you guys. Um, that's kind of like what I'm doing. I'm doing a bunch of freelance on other shows, which is cool. Oh, word. Um, I freelanced <clears throat> on this show called A Little Big Awesome that's on the Amazon, uh, streaming app. Uh, I was able to do two episodes for them, one of which features uh, Weird Al and Oh Hell Yeah Man. Oh, cool! That's such a crazy lineup, but it makes sense in the comedy yeah. world for some reason. Yeah, I yeah. So that was like super cool to write that and like have to keep that secret for a year. Yeah, it's cool that you can freelance. That's that's nice that they let you do that. Yeah, yeah. So I've been able to in my three and a half years in LA, I've written on eight shows so far. That's um, such an awesome accomplishment. Yes. I'm looking to break double digits this year. So if you have a show and are looking for freelance, get at me. <laughs> get at me, boys. At Mr. Jeff Trammell. Uh, I can only echo how fucking dope Jeff is, even though he beats my ass routinely on Dragon Ball Z <laughs> Fighters. But I'm going to catch that W 
uh, very soon. I believe in you. Uh, thanks for coming on. You should definitely come back. I should have you back with Edgar. We should all just bullshit one day. Yeah, that'd be that'd awesome. That'd be a great episode. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. For another episode of the second team. Uh, maybe you'll listen to me again in next week, or maybe it'll be another three months. Who knows? We'll find out. We like to thank you for choosing our crew. And that's from the crew you can trust. Warranty plus for fucking shit up. We are the no-gooders, do-gooders, known of the dancers and dealers and doers of dust.